from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Lauren. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer, and we're excited to welcome to the show the guys from the movie Discussion Podcast. I had to make that correction after I listened to the episode today. <laughs> Two chunks and a hunk. <laughs> Doge, Jordan, and Carter. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Yay. Yay. We're finally here. Yay. We're here. Yay. <laughs> I had the urge to do this thing. But it's not a video. We're not recording video, so this is just for us. Listeners, you can just use your imagination as to what he was actually doing. Um, this is the largest amount of people that have ever been on the show at one time. So this will be a blast. I'm really looking forward to mm-hmm. that. And um, speaking of a blast, your show is a blast. I think anybody who loves movies would hey, love to you. listen to at least one episode of your show to decide for themselves that I'm right <laughs> Minimum. when I say it's a blast. Minimum one. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> surely um, there's one good one But since you guys like to talk about movies, we thought you would be a great fit for coming on the show to talk about movie fan theories. And um, we gave you the opportunity to choose your own, and you did, and you delivered some fantastic theories. And uh, I say, uh, we'll, we'll give you an opportunity later on to tell people how to find you, but let's go ahead and get things started with our first theory. And I'm going to put you on the spot, Doge. You're going to go first, and you're going to present to us your theory. Where does your theory come from? What movie? Heck yeah, I'm in. I'm ready. Uh, my theory comes from Jurassic Ooh. Park, and if there's one thing I love talking You've about... You've never seen it, right? I've That's never cool. I've <laughs> never seen it. It seems like the kind of movie I've always wanted to see for my whole life. <laughs> Uh, love dinosaurs. I'm a dinosaur kid who never grew up, so researching this theory was an absolute blast for me. Uh, this comes from a Reddit user who's called Mage Cat with Arrows, which is, yeah. I again, I haven't seen Jurassic <laughs> yes. Park, but that's my favorite kind of dinosaur is a Mage Cat <laughs> with Arrows, so that's perfect. <laughs> Uh, this is a theory about why the Dilophosaurus doesn't attack Nedry when they first meet, but then later, uh, ultimately, spoilers, I guess, for a 30-year-old movie, does eat Nedry. Uh, Nedry is Newman, so th- right? Yes. Nedry is Newman, yes. yes. Nedry is yes. Newman. At, by right. the end of the scene, he's a, a chewed man. And also uh, Al. Al from Al's Toy Barn. He sure Al's is. To- Al's Toy Barn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he played for uh, the Toon Squad. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he did. He did. Don't apologize for the Toon Squad. <laughs> hey, real quick, though, what else What else has he done? Just real quick. Let's just knock them all out. <laughs> I think that's honestly it. That's it? <laughs> yeah, he's in Jurassic Park for sure. He is that. <laughs> oh, he is. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this fan theory says that when Nedry first encounters the Dilophosaurus, it seems curious and almost playful. Then, seemingly out of the blue, it shifts gears and things rapidly spiral downward for our beloved corporate espionage character. I always thought it was just sizing him up before eating him, as in it always saw him as prey, but upon watching it for the millionth time this morning, which Doge interjecting here, gotta respect those numbers, haven't hit a million myself, but I'll get there one day. Upon watching it for the millionth time this morning, I noticed an important detail, the hood. When they first come face to face, Nedry has his hood up and it's spread wide around his face. His poncho is bright yellow, just like the Dilophosaurus's hood flaps. As Dr. Grant said, dinosaurs and man just got thrown into the mix together, and we have no idea what will happen. A dinosaur has no idea what a rain poncho is, so when it first saw Nedry, all it saw was a giant figure with a huge hood around its face. Now bear in mind all the park's dinosaurs are female. I believe that the Dilophosaurus thought Nedry was a male, and more specifically a potential mate. 
That's why it followed him like a puppy and made those little cooing noises at him. Aww. That is until he tripped, causing his hood to fall down. Once the female Dilophosaurus <laughs> realized Nedry's ruse, it became aggressive, putting up its own hood in a threat display, hissing and spitting venom in his face, and the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> Or herstory. <laughs> herstory. It rest is mm. herstory. The her rest is prehistory, right. perhaps, okay. in the case of Dilophosaurus. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I never noticed that detail when watching this movie. Um, I just thought it was funny when he slips and you hear the little slide whistle go, whoop, whoop. <laughs> 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 Seemed, uh, I think that was place. left over from Toon Squad. Yes. <laughs> he had some of Mike, Michael's secret stuff on his shoes still, I think. Mm -hmm. that's, I that's think what so. it is. Yeah. That's what it is. <clears throat> the sky was leaking secret stuff uh, for sure in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> So a couple of highlighted comments here. Uh, a user named Ease of Use says, this definitely lines up with dinosaur behavior in the book where they get noticeably more aggressive and casual about invading the human's personal space as the physical, as the physical barriers in the park break down. Hmm. The Hammer Has Landed points out in the book there's no mention of his hood's positioning. Uh, another user, Psychatom, Psych Psychatom, uh, follows up with some helpful insight that I was also noticing. When you rewatch the scene, Nedry doesn't put his hood up right away when he encounters Dilophosaurus. Uh, Dilophosaurus actually doesn't really change her behavior all that much once he puts his hood up. Mm. So uh, this this user, Psych Adam, suggests that maybe the Dilophosaurus interpreted him as putting his hood up as some sort of like aggressive signal, which is why it puts its hood mm -hmm. up as well. Says this mm -hmm. uh, fits the film's theme of humans not meddling with things they don't understand, which I get it. I, I have... Uh, I have Jordan. You're nodding. Why are you nodding like that? To me? I I just I, I'm not being sarcastic for the first time. No, I <laughs> li listening to you talk about it. I was like, so I intentionally didn't read your theory. I wanted to be surprised by the things you're saying. And the whole time you were talking, yeah. I was like, I think it was just mirroring him. And then you finally got to that point, and I was like, there we go. Okay, mm -hmm. that's sort of what I've always yeah. interpreted that scene as is like, yeah. oh, okay, you want to put hoods up? I got hoods. Let's mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> Let's go. You want to throw yeah, hoods? Throw hoods. <laughs> well, OP yeah. even says it, right? OP even says when she puts hers up, it's in aggression. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that totally goes along with what you're saying there. If it was just a mirroring, mimicking behavior. But they have a defense, don't they? A, a response to that comment? They came back? Yeah, they said, I hear what you're saying, and it definitely could punch a hole in my theory, but I'm going to put out there that she doesn't look him in the face until he puts the hood up, at least from what I could tell. Which, Just hmm. another man be, assuming <laughs> the actions of a woman on the internet. <laughs> so I you think, got that right. <laughs> I've done a bit of I've done a bit of research that I think could provide some oh, clarity for us. Okay. Bring us home. Real life, like uh, as in like real world dinosaurology. Come on in, dinosaurs. As in real world, yeah. Bring the dinos in. Bring the dinos in. Everybody, look at your chair. You've got a Dilophosaurus under there. <laughs> Didn't we learn all you have to do is like hold a hand up so the... and like block their eyes or something? Like that's the problem right. is they didn't have Andy from Park yeah. ah, okay. and okay. this Dilophosaurus. If he could only oh, taught it to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was Star Lord that was in Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. That's uh, Jurassic World Two. No, oh, I think okay. it's actually the coworker the... that gets hit in the face mm. with the keyboard yeah. from Wanted. Yeah, excellent oh. reference. <laughs> oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Do forget that one. <laughs> Most famously known. <laughs> so I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are entirely fictionalized. Oh, oh what? They're almost nothing like the real animals they're supposed to represent. I know. 
I know. It's mm-hmm. a tough moment for all of us. Dilophosaurus likely had no frill <gasps> and likely had oh. no venom. Dilophosaurus was, however, much larger than Dilophosaurus was in the movie. Dilophosaurus in real life was about six feet tall, 20 feet long, wow. 900 oh, pounds. Dilophosaurus in the movie is quite a lot smaller. Uh, in real life, yes. uh, we'll call him Dylan. <laughs> sure. How about okay. Dylan yeah. for a Dilophosaurus name? Yeah, I like real that. Life, I like that. Dylan had a super. Dylan had a super narrow snout. It was stronger toward the back than it was toward the front. So this suggests that Dylan probably ate mostly fish and small animals. He would grab them with the front of his mouth and then slice and cut them with his stronger bite force in the back of his mouth. He did, however, have two crests going from his nose to the base of his skull. Dilophosaurus means dual crested lizard. I, w- I was going to say that. I was going to say it about and the same time Carter was. Paleontologists. Too. <laughs> yeah, well, Carter, thanks. I, I beat you to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Paleontologists theorize that those crests are probably display features used to attract a mate. The joke in paleontology is that if there's some kind of feature that we don't know what it is for, it's probably it's probably a display feature. <laughs> the joke in paleontology. Hey, man. <laughs> Let me let you in a little bit on the uh, paleontologist humor here. Paleontologists are funny, dude. You know, it's one of those paleontologists. So the first if, if, the, if Dylans were basically pescatarians, then could it just be that Nedry was acting a little fishy? Yeah. Oh, there it is. There yeah. it is. End of, the po- end of the podcast. That's it. Okay. We should just stop here. We should not move on anymore. That's, I, that, that cannot be topped. No more paleontology jokes. Let's take a look at three animals. Okay. We're going to look at frilled lizard, native to Australia. Okay. We're going to take a look at peafowl, native to the whole entire world, peacocks uh-huh. and peahens. And we're going to look at cobras. Frilled lizards are where we should start because frilled lizards do have a frill that they fan out like that that functions as a threat display. There's no evidence mm-hmm. for other suggested functions in reptiles with this feature. It's likely a threat display. Yeah, very likely. The important thing about frilled lizards... It's probably why they're called frilled lizards. <laughs> I think they I think they had the name first. They were like, we've got to find somebody to stick mm, this name yeah. to. I'm pretty sure there's one in Rescuers Down Under. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is, actually. <laughs> is that, that's not Goanna, Joanna. No, no, no. No, Joanna's not. Better she's like, like a running. big Yeah, that's just like a thing. evil thing. Eats eggs. Okay. Yeah, she eats eggs. That's right, not fish. The important thing about these guys is that they're sexually dimorphic. So the males are larger than females and have proportionally bigger frills. So it should stand to reason then that if Nedry is a male Jurassic Park-sized Dilophosaurus, he would be proportionally mm. larger than her and have a proportionally larger frill. She doesn't seem to respond mm. to his frill. Not impressed. Yeah. I think we can throw out the hood being a frill. <laughs> We looked at peafowl. Peafowl are notable because peacocks demonstrate intersexual selection, which means the males compete with one another in order to be chosen by the females. They fan out their tail. They stand them up. It's a very similar mechanism to what the frilled lizard uses. <laughs> Carter, are you all right? You having a moment? No, I'm. I'm so happy for you. Like I'm so. This is y'all are getting listen like to me. this. Listen to the me. espresso this, drip this of is one my of dream. Doge's. I'm loving this paleontologist lecture dream, moment dude. that he's getting to have. I love this. <laughs> So peafowl, uh, the males compete with one another for the females' attention. You have to, you have to stop saying peafowl. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm trying my Good. hardest. I have nothing. Over I here. have nothing more to say about really peafowl. Is. That's a first. <laughs> so we're gonna look at cobras now. I think cobras are where we should spend a lot of our time focusing, Ooh, because same. cobras are reptiles with a frill-like hood 
who also spit venom. While it seems at first glance that Dilophosaurus and Jurassic Park might be most closely related to a frilled lizard, they exhibit behavior much more similar to a cobra. Uh, the two most important things about cobras, well, three, they're also sexually dimorphic, which means the males are larger. Uh, but the most important thing is that they, king cobra females, uh, queen cobras, <laughs> protect their nests for up to 77 days. They aggressively defend incubating eggs. And cobras are known to cannibalize. They prey primarily on other snakes, specifically other cobras. So Dilophosaurus in the movie is likely female. Over the course of the film, some of the dinosaurs change sex because of the frog DNA in them, but let's just assume Dilophosaurus is female. Dino DNA. Okay. Based on the morphology of a frilled lizard, we can assume that she views Nedry as a male since he is so much larger than she is. Love you, Newman. Based on the morphology of the... Is that a fat joke? <laughs> yes. It's a sexual dimorphism <laughs> joke, so it's, I guess, a <laughs> fat joke. So yes, a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of fat joke. <laughs> Peacocks don't help us too much. I think we can rule out any kind of mate-based selection. I think the cobra is our biggest indicator of what's happening in this scene. Nedry is carrying a can filled with dinosaur embryos, which is essentially a man-made egg. Mm -hmm. And what do female cobras do? They aggressively protect incubating eggs. And let's say the Dilophosaurus in the movie actually does view Nedry as a large male of her own species. That works pretty nicely for cobras, too, because they prey primarily on other snakes and are even known to eat other cobras. My read, after countless hours of research, <laughs> well, hold on. I'm watching this scene over three times. I might, I might, let me pause you. Let me pause you. Yes. Do you want to save your like this for your theory rating? Like whenever you unveil how you feel about this theory, sure. And put sure. this part of it, definitely. And then, okay, so that way it'll fall into your ultimate uh, determination definitely. of how you feel this theory is. Definitely. I've presented my case. I Do would you love guys... to hear the jury's thoughts. Okay. Do you guys remember when you would go over to a friend's house as a kid and you were like, oh, what? You got the new Spider-Man game? Can we play it? And he was like, actually, the reason that you probably shouldn't play it is because... And then he talked for 30 minutes and then you were like, I don't even like Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> You're telling me you don't like dinosaurs anymore because I, I hate did such a cool now. job explaining a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I think I just like Dota more now. I mean, that was, Thanks. That was Thanks. Sure. Oh, that means yeah. his alliance is with someone else. I, <laughs> I'm just thankful for, we joked about it, but it is nice to have really a title mm -hmm. for if I ever miss like a toilet, especially a public toilet. I can just be like, oh, pee foul. <laughs> it took him a while to come to come to that. <laughs> no, I liked I, no. it. I, yeah, it's a good. that was a long walk for a short drip of <laughs> <Yeah>. water. <laughs> hey Carter, thanks for incubating that joke for us. Bro. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Dang. Okay, well, um, I mean, we're just we could just sit here and make all kinds of wonderful jokes, but I think we're probably about ready. Everybody feel like you've heard what you need to hear before you're ready to make a, a judgment or on do this you theory. You want to throw out more arguments before we go to break? No, I think I feel good. <laughs> oh, Carter, Carter doesn't feel good. Okay. Hey, settle No, I feel good. I think <laughs> it's just... Said. I think one of the fascinating things about Jurassic Park at all... We, we talk on our podcast about like there's this time frame in your life and it feels like it's between like 7 and 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. That there are these things that happen that just like, I'm going to love this movie for the rest of my life. Like Jurassic Park was that for me. Yeah. And the big awe yeah. about all of it, outside of the technicalities of it being, you know, Spielbergian and all the wonderful things he mm -hmm. did that still hold up is yeah. like the, 
both of these creatures have never interacted with each other. Dinosaurs in general, humans in general, unless Adam, Adam Driver might show us otherwise in a couple of months. But it's like, <laughs> I think the fact that they have, I love that it's getting torn down. I love that there's theories around it. <laughs> sure. But ultimately for me, I think I, you could have said anything. And I would have been like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. They've really been screwing around with the genetics of dinosaurs. <laughs> and they've never, ever <laughs> been around humans before, from what we know. This dinosaur hates yellow. Yeah. And I would have been like, sure. I, oh, I knew it. It's okay. just not a part of their lives. <laughs> but I think it's fine. I have a question. Um, so anybody... Is this question for me, a dinosaur expert, or for just all the other regular is... people on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, has anybody read the books? Because I noticed yeah. some a commenter mentioned how there was a difference in the books. Ooh. No, I've never Crichton, read the books. Dude, I have not. I have not. It... And, sir... <laughs> Can you officially yeah. call yourself a Jurassic Park <laughs> it expert? Seems like, I seem like the kind of guy who would have read that book, right? Have you even seen <laughs> Disney's Dinosaur starring Aladar? <laughs> <laughs> or all of the land before yeah. time. Every no, land um, before time? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know if there was anybody that had any uh, insight into that yeah. uh, little bit that somebody was throwing in there to try to be like, there was a little bit of difference here, but uh, no. eh. I guess that's I not... Not a point any of us care about, <laughs> so therefore we're not even going to talk about it. Books? <laughs> Act like it's not I there. will say... Go listen to a book podcast. <laughs> I will say, actually, though, that's that's a comment from Reddit user The Hammer Has Landed. They say, yeah, but in the book there's no mention of his hood's positioning, and he ends up holding his own entrails. The dinosaur guts him, and he's, he's left holding his intestines, mm. presumably. Mm. That's what that No means. mention of his hood's positioning, <laughs> to me, seems to further strengthen the fact that I don't think Dilophosaurus understands this hood at all. She's turning her head side to side like a dog, trying to figure out what's happening. I don't think that there's any part of her brain that is interpreting this hood as anything other than this is just a weird shape in front of me. But then once she smells the egg, that's when I think she goes nuts. Yep. Mm. Mm. Okay. Sounds Red. good. Well, I think um, after all of that, uh, we should probably take a break, collect our thoughts, and then we'll come back and we will write this theory. Easy peasy. All right, we're back. Real quick, I wanted to see, do you guys, so your show is called Two Chunks and a Hunk. It is. Um, what is the best way someone could listen to your show? Mm. With ears. <laughs> With ears that are ready to hear. We're it. everywhere, man. Love it. We're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So your show's been around for a long time, so a lot of movie reviews, discussions for people. I mean, I love you. Have, when you have your series, you had the Batman series. We mm -hmm. talked about the Batman, all the Spider-Man movies. You did your... Uh, Trunktober, where we talked about it, so. And we had a Titanic theory yeah. at the same time that y'all did your Titanic yeah, discussion. Fine. Sorry, I keep wanting to was slip it, that R word or, in you, there. Wasn't it, um, it was the yeah. Tremors. We also did a Tremors theory, yeah. yeah that I was it, yeah. Tremors. Yeah, I'd watch yeah. Tremors again. So, right um, Tremors. <laughs> so go find Two Chunks and Hunk on any place you can find podcasts. And um, for now, though. We're on Fan Theory Queries, which means it's time to rate a theory. Guys, this is going to be your first time with our official theory rating scale. And in order for you to have the best options to choose from, we turn to our professional theory um, creator, our three rating scale creator, Michael, to uh, go over that for us uh, with a clear and distinct voice. Michael? Whenever you're ready. Okay. 
The highest rating that we have is Genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Okay, so who wants to start? Um, normally, I will say, Doge, we like to leave the person who brought the theory to be the last person mm. to read. That's fine, because honestly, with all my research, I know I'm correct. So <laughs> it's fine. I'll go last. That's fine with uh, me. I'll go first. I've never been afraid of anything. Go for it. In my whole life. Not even spiders. Don't ask. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm afraid of a lot of things. Plausible. I'm going to go with plausible, and here's why. I don't really care <laughs> about the science behind any of it. I think that when Nedry throws his hood up, there is a reaction. Therefore, they are connected in some way. So I am down with the theory that she's like, whoa, big weird dinosaur. <laughs> and I'm in. I, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's genius because I don't know that it improves my canon in my own right. head. Mm -hmm. But definitely plausible, for sure. Okay. All right. That's very fair. Uh, who, who next? Uh, I'd say, I think because I, th I think it is really creative and just fun. Like, I enjoyed listening to it. Listening to it, and it makes me want to look at other theories in Jurassic Park. It's really fun to theorize. It feels like this is, y'all are doing this podcast at a good time because theories feel really hot, like especially like in the MCU and mm. just people just mm. want to give their opinions about what they think is going on. So to retroactively sure. go back three decades almost and do it is a lot of fun. So I'm going to say plausible. Uh, I hadn't heard anything like that before. I definitely don't think that Spielberg was like, we have to make sure that it's raining so that we cover our tracks here, uh, both as a pun and then like legitimately in terms of making sure that he's wearing a raincoat so that when he comes across Dylan, Dylan thinks that he's a Dylan. Like I, I definitely don't Ooh, think that's it, but it's it's plausible enough. Dylan you know? villain, dude. It's a Dylan villain. Okay, all right. Dylan villain, I love it. Uh, Michael, you like dinosaurs. You did some dinosaur research yeah, as but well. So I'm interested I, to hear what uh, you're thinking. I did not do hours of research like Doge here. Um, I literally <laughs> did some uh, like 10 minute research before we started <laughs> just to refresh my memory because I was a dinosaur kid as well. But that suffice. Uh, the scales fall off at around 15. Yeah. I also had ADHD. So I, uh, I ended up shifting to something else like after a year. So mm -hmm. um, sure. anyway, um, I think that I'm going to have to agree with uh, Jordan and, and Carter on this one. I think that it's a plausible. Um, the hood definitely has something to do with it. I don't know if it's necessarily what the theorist says, but I think that it is definitely a reaction to the hood in some way or another. So I'm sticking with plausible. Okay. Um, I'll go next. Do you mind? Go ahead. I'll be the first to um, or deter um, uh, whatever you think is split away from everybody else. Diverge. Diverge. Thank Words. you. Yeah, That's what welcome. I'm working for looking for uh, i'm gonna go with unlikely actually on mm. this one especially because it's controversy i know I, I don't think it's preposterous i mean i get what they're coming for i see that there's I, I see the chain of events that could be happening um but i think with the people pointing out that it's not an immediate like oh hood up oh oh my hood up or whatever you know um i just i can't quite draw that connection especially remembering i had forgotten that there were eggs in that barbasol can i think that is more likely 
what this conflict is about rather than the hood. And it just took the dinosaur a little bit more time to catch a whiff of what was inside. So mm. that's where I'm leaning, uh, more on the unlikely side. That's a good point. Uh, I'm also going to go unlikely on this because I, from what I remember, okay, I'm, I'm going to confess I've only watched this movie one time. <laughs> and um, from what I remember, I don't think that people were constantly walking around the park wearing those rain ponchos. I don't think it was, I mean, rain, of course, is in their natural uh, ecosystem, but, I mean, it wasn't a constant. And um, so I think she. this was just an unfamiliar thing to her. But I feel like OP, in the way they wrote this theory, even disproves it themselves. By again, like I like I said before, the hood was up, and then it fell down. So then she puts her hood up in a sign of aggression. I don't. So th that's not. You think it would be the other way around? Like if he put it up, then she would put it up. You think it would go that way? If if from what he what from what OP is saying, that seems like what they're trying to. To say, yeah. I, I, that's just that's confusing the way it to me, went in my memory at least. Mm -hmm. Sorry, until watching the clip, until watching the clip like four or five times a day. That's the way it went in my memory. That Nedry pops his hood up and then she immediately frills out like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that power of suggestion mm -hmm. uh, right? or Mandela effect, isn't that what they call that? Uh, so, uh, no, it's, <laughs> in it's... my universe, the hoods come at the same time. I don't know what universe <laughs> you guys the, are from. You it's and the, the Baron bears. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, right. So I, I just don't, I feel like there's too many people that can pile onto this. I, okay. I, I think it's way too easy to, to punch the holes in that one. So unlikely for me. Fair enough. All right. Where are you at Doge? I can confidently say that the reason Nedry was attacked and ultimately eaten by Dilophosaurus 30 years ago in Jurassic Park was because he was carrying dinosaur embryos, not because of his hood. Yeah. I think the theory is unlikely based on a technicality. I don't necessarily see any behavior in Dilophosaurus in which she indicates she understood any kind of signal the hood may or may not have been sending. Her responses to Nedry don't change at all. If his hood's up, if his hood's down, she only becomes aggressive when he falls and his clothing comes into contact with the water which is rushing past her between her legs likely spreading the scent of nedry's misdeeds and alerting her, <laughs> to her ex this is a dinosaur guy okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever dude yes i want to thank you thank you for letting me discuss this theory because i i and like i said earlier i'm a dinosaur kid who never grew up and it is was my dream as a kid to host like nature documentaries nice. and animal shows. So thank you for indulging me for the past well, half hour. I, I feel like you did such a wonderful job displaying or presenting the facts. Like I, whether you, if you were making them up or reciting them or reading them, I don't know. I believed every word you said. So like, they're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> I still yep. Genius, dude. Very creative this oh, time. Right. I mean, but what a great entry yeah. with our guests. Yes. That's a that's a great way to start off the week with uh Good luck, Jordan and Carter. New hosts <laughs> don't need the... it. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> I think what we've established here well, um, is that I... anytime we have a theory about a movie that has anything to do with dinosaurs, we're gonna call Doge in as our resident expert. Yeah. I'm your guy. Phone a friend. Okay. Let's, uh, we'll do it. I'll put you in as dino. I'm sort of the I'm sort of the <laughs> Dr. Grant of podcasting. Ooh, <laughs> nice. All right. Well, um, one of the ways I usually, you know, it, it doesn't happen every time, but I typically like to end the episode by um, sharing a, a fascinating movie detail. Last fact: three zero forty four. 
pointed out that when the VFX house responsible for Quantumania asked if they should focus on quality or saving money, Marvel told them, money or Disney overturns contract. This is known in the film industry as MODOK. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Clever. I accept that. And of course, Michael's shaking <laughs> as always. Anyway, uh, this has been Fair and Theory Queries. Thank you all so much for being on this episode. Listeners, stay tuned for more theories from the Two Chunks and a Hunt guys. And with that, I'm Laura. I'm Michael. Carter, say I'm Carter. Oh, that's my biggest line. I totally missed my line. <laughs> <laughs> line? This is your moment. Can we start up? Can we get What's it from the, the top? Can we reshoot the scene? <laughs> you could just, just, Michael, could you lead him in? I need to be in, uh, the, I need to be in the environment. Wait, <laughs> say it again. I talked over you, Michael. Okay, we're going to do a countdown here. Okay, okay, three, two, one. I'm, I'm Carter. Oh, see, I always get in my head. <laughs> okay, Michael, I'll go. I'm Carter. I'm Doge. And I'm happy to be here. And also Jordan. And I'm happy you're here, Jordan, and I'm also Spencer. In our next episode, we continue Two Chunks and a Hunk Week with Jordan Carter and Doge by asking the question, did Tony Perkis, Ben Stiller's character in Heavyweights, go on to create Globo Jim in the movie Dodgeball? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. <laughs>